Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today are from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and our first reading is from Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 19 through 22. Thus said the Lord to me, Go and stand in the people's gate, by which the kings of Judah enter, and by which they go out, and in all the gates of Jerusalem, and say to them, Hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah, and all Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem who enter by these gates. Thus says the Lord, for the sake of your lives, take care that you do not bear a burden on the Sabbath day, or bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. And do not carry a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath day, or do any work, but keep the Sabbath day holy, as I commanded your ancestors. We continue with Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. My brothers and sisters, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. Our final reading today is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 5, verses 2 through 11. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Bethsaida, which has five porticos. And these lay many ill, blind, lame, and paralyzed people. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The ill man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way... Someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who made me well said to me, Take your mat and walk. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's readings bring us to another message about the Sabbath laws. And this time we have one about healing on the Sabbath. We have a few things going on with our readings today, so we will begin with our gospel reading. In John's account, Jesus finds a man that had been there for many years waiting to be healed. And so Jesus tells him to stand, take up his mat, and go. And he was healed. And once the man is healed, he takes up his mat and he walks. This would be fine if it were just another healing. But this takes place on the Sabbath. And this leads to problems. The man comes along carrying his mat, and he's asked why he's carrying his mat on the Sabbath. And he says it's because when he was healed, Jesus told him to take up his mat and go. He wasn't supposed to wait around. He was supposed to do what he could with this new life he had. This, however, is not sufficient. As the legal experts see this as a violation of the Sabbath law. The law that they are referring to often comes back to a few different areas of Scripture. 
One is that you're not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath. And it says this in various places throughout the Old Testament. And there's a lot of different things defining what work on the Sabbath entails. But we look specifically today at Jeremiah, and Jeremiah tells us about this particular problem. Jeremiah goes out to tell the people that they shouldn't bear any burdens on the Sabbath day, not to carry anything out of their houses or do any work, but they should keep the Sabbath day holy. No carrying things through the gates of Jerusalem, no bringing things out of their home. This is the concept that the legal experts worry about. And this certainly creates a bit of an issue. Now I also included reading from Galatians that we hear when we that <laughs> we hear that we should bear one another's burdens and that we should restore each other with a spirit of gentleness. And that this concept comes from Christ's interpretation of the law and fulfillment of the law in Christ. And we see that completion bearing out a spirit of support for one another. Something that we find lacking in the response of the legal experts. And all of this is a question about what is and is not allowed on the Sabbath. By extension, it also raises a question about the priorities that the legal experts have versus the priorities that Jesus shows. The legal experts are focused primarily on the law, and that comes before everything else, including people. On the other hand, Christ is focused on helping people, and that takes priority over the Sabbath rules. This is not an idea that the legal experts share as they are focused simply on upholding the law as they see it. They don't share Jesus' interpretation of the law prioritizing people and love. They simply view it that nobody should be working on the Sabbath, and therefore nobody should be healed, nobody should be taking up their mat. And if this man is healed, he should have to leave his mat behind. Because picking it up and carrying it is work. And I'm always struck by what they miss. And I say that because the only way to really be worried about the fact that this man is carrying a mat on the Sabbath is to completely ignore the miracle that's happened to him. And that got me thinking about how often we are willing to ignore something extraordinary because of a single-minded focus. This time, the single-minded focus is on the Sabbath law. Those legal experts have complete focus on what the law says, and they interpret it without thought of anything but the word of the law. What they don't see is how it actually affects people. And that's a problem. It's a problem because if you aren't thinking about the way that rules impact people, then you aren't thinking about how those rules will be lived out. You aren't thinking about the way that the law will bring people closer to God if you are just thinking about the letter of the law and not the spirit of the law. If the rule is to keep the Sabbath day holy, and yet it means telling people they can't be made well in the name of God and take their things home after their healing, it would seem that the whole meaning of the Sabbath has been lost. And much like when Jesus and his followers were criticized for eating on the Sabbath, this kind of view of the law completely ignores the situation that's causing the law 
to be violated in their eyes. When they were looking at people plucking heads of grain in a field, they didn't want to address the issue of why people were hungry on the Sabbath. With the healing on the Sabbath, they don't want to address the fact that nobody's been willing to help this man during all the years he has suffered. The man himself tells Christ that he wants to be healed but has nobody there to help him. Where were the legal experts then? None of the people complaining about the Sabbath law ever went down to help him. Nobody claiming the law has been violated was there to give him any assistance to prevent this from happening on the Sabbath. What happens is that the man desperately wants help, but has no one to help him. And when he finally does get help, his help is frowned upon because it didn't happen the way they think it should. And we see that their interpretation of the law is all about power and control, not about what's right. They want the Sabbath to exclude helping those in need. And if that's the case, the Sabbath is no longer honoring God. The law is no longer honoring God at that point. And if the law isn't honoring God, then what's the use of the law? Because the entire point is to help people live in a way that brings them closer to God, to doing God's will. It should help people to do what is right and what is good. And if they're not, the laws become a hindrance instead of a help. They aren't willing to take up each other's burdens at all. But they simply get angry because somebody was helped and just happened to be helped on the wrong day. As I reflected on this, it raised a question in my mind. It made me wonder what kind of people we are. Are we the kind of people who would heal someone and tell them to take their mat and go? Or are we a people that wouldn't care what the problem is if the law says no carrying, then too bad? And this is very much an issue of priority. The priority for the legal experts was upholding the letter of the law no matter what. Whereas Jesus' priority is exalting God and loving people no matter what. Christ shows a priority of love over legalism. And it's important because when Jesus sums up the law, it's love God and love your neighbor as yourself. It isn't summed up by saying that we should love the letter of the law. The problem is that if you uphold the letter of the law over people, then it is saying that loving people isn't nearly as important as loving the law, that the law trumps everything, including loving God and loving your neighbor. And at that point, the law begins to become a burden, a hindrance to others instead of a help. The spirit of the law has to be ignored in order to only see the letter of the law. If the Sabbath laws were made in order to make sure that everyone would have a rest and that they would be taken care of, surely it would be okay to help somebody and let them take their mat and go when they have been healed. But the spirit of the law has to be ignored if we are only going to live by the letter of the law. 
If our priority becomes something other than loving God and loving our neighbor, then our priorities have become mixed up and we're going to lose sight of what's truly important in our lives. That when we say we are going to follow Christ, it means that we are going to help others with their burdens. That we are going to help people because people matter. That we are going to love people because love matters. That we are going to serve God by helping one another because we want to do God's will. We want to be able to follow God wherever he needs us to be. That we will follow Christ wherever Christ takes us. And sometimes, yes, that may mean that we have to choose our priorities. We will at all times have to decide whether the letter of the law is the right and proper course or whether it is the Spirit of God that may move us beyond a simple reading of the law. For me, I pray that I always take the path of love. I will ask for forgiveness and seek God's mercy if I have to violate the letter of the law in order to hold fast to God's love. But if I'm forced to interpret the law in a way that keeps me from loving, then it means that the law has become a hindrance and not a help, and that the law has become something that holds me back from doing God's will. And so instead of having something that holds me back, I want something different, something that will always be pushing me forward. And for me, that is the love of Christ. That love is always pushing me to rethink what I know, always pushing me to reconsider what I think is settled, because I will always make loving God a priority in my life. I will always make loving others in the name of Christ a priority. If that means helping someone on the Sabbath, then it means following in the love of Jesus and helping others. I pray we may always think about how our actions impact others and how they fulfill God's love. And if we can do that, we let our love of God become our priority so that we are always close to Christ in all that we are and all that we do. And in doing so, may we walk in the love and the peace of our Savior in all that we are and all that we do forever and always in love. Amen.